able to they were able to return as a group <coughs> to be able to return to the teachings of the Rebbe of the Tzaddik, Anwar Kalm Shapiro, the Piazetna. And it certainly it certainly has proven to be a way for us to get ready for Shabbos. And to think about to think about the things we need to think about during Elul and during the entire year. We're up to Ice Chaf Aleph. Ice Chaf Aleph. So in the new edition, that's page Shin Lama Tess. Supposed to be beeping, aren't you? <coughs> oh, hi. Ice Chaf Aleph. Now each one of these is, is self-contained. There is there is sometimes a hemshach between two or three. There's a continuation, but generally these are these are sort of great spiritual insights and outbursts. Um, so even if one can't make it um, either in person or or over the the uh, phone a particular week, it's not mark of the following week. We we generally. Don't leave off in the middle of a paragraph, unless it's a very long one, which are rare in the Sefer. Usually we finish, we're able to finish a paragraph, and then the following, the following Arab Shabbos is a different, it's a completely different Indian. One of the, one of the things that's found in Arisa Tshuva, which we're going to learn in Yitzhak after Davening, is that Tshuva itself, as wondrous as it is, in this, and as much simch as it brings, even the thought of Hook says, even the thought of choosing, even the thought of change is something which causes pain. It's difficult. It's uh, it's an operation, and even though an operation brings life, it also means the removal and the cutting away of certain things that don't belong, or something that's gone wrong. And therefore, it's painful. So there are certain paragraphs here that uh, where, the Rebbe is, where the Rebbe is performing an operation, and it's usually upon himself, but we, we also feel that pain. So Rebbe says in Chafalev, Rabbi Misnachemim Ba'atzmam Leimer, Im eni oivez Hashem kechayvasi, v'lo mekudash kitzarki. Many people console themselves. They misnachemim, they become comforted, they become consoled, and they say, even if I'm not actually in reality, serving Hashem as befits me, even though I'm not actually lemaisa, I'm not serving Hashem as befits me. I'll call upon Him At least, Baruch Hashem, I want the right thing, which we know, which is which is important. And I've mentioned many times, many times that that uh, the Yidakadosh said that. Even to want, to want, until ten times is still called wanting. And as I want to want, to want, to want, until ten times, it still means that you want. After ten, he says, you're fooling yourself. But until ten, there is still some wanting. I want to want, to want. Nevertheless, the Rebbe says over here that that there are people that go through their entire lives saying that, Baruch Hashem, I have good resignings. I know what the truth is. I know what's right. Uh, I would like to do that. I want to do that. They really don't necessarily want to do that. They have conceived of it as being correct, or they've 
thought about it and intellectually it sounds to them like it's the right thing. But that is not yet necessarily a rotsun, a will, or a desire. So there are people that comfort themselves that even though, and this person says, even though I'm not serving Hashem as befits me, I'll call upon a rotsun tayyashli. I have a really, I have a good rotsun. I really want the right thing. You know, my heart is in the right place. I have such a rotsun that sometimes my heart is actually screaming out in pain. In pain. And being far from Hashem and far from the life that I want, from the distance that I feel, I mamish cry out inside. So, although there's there's no question that the Rebbe that the Rebbe certainly knows what it says in all the Swarm, and many times in his own Swarm, he speaks about the importance of having good ritzinus. We'll talk about it a lot even later on, of wanting the right thing and your heart being in the right place. But if one does not see, if one does not see that in his, in the course of his life, there are people who have ritzinus that are 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, and he hasn't seen lemaisa, he hasn't taken action, he hasn't, he hasn't seen actual progress in his life, so then it's, there's a very good, strong possibility that he's simply fooling himself, and that this isn't bechlal matarotsin. So he says, would the, would the skull that's floating upon the water, in other words, it's just a way, of, uh, it's an expression that would, would a drowning person, would a drowning person console himself? Oh, a person's drowning in the ocean, and he says, Bo Hashem, I have a rotten to live. And I feel great because I don't, you know, I don't want to die. So the Rebbe says, would a drowning man console himself with his rotsun to save his life? And he says, and his heart is broken. His heart is broken that he's about to die. And in his heart, he's screaming, he's calling out. Right? So would the, would the drowning man console himself with that? If Sof Kosov, he hasn't even made, he hasn't even taken measures on the most basic level to, to try to pull himself out of the water, to swim, to do something. And not to try to climb out of the river in which he's drowning. So Ritzainas are wonderful. And to want the right thing and to have your heart in the right place is certainly admirable. And it's the beginning of Tshuva, there's no question about it. But if it's left just as a rotsun, the Rebbe is going to say, we're going to see this in a, in a few minutes, that as a rotsun, as a will, as a desire alone, that, that it continues over the course of, of, of many, many years, there's a strong likelihood that it's bechlal not a rotsun. And not only that, that it's not really a rotsun, that other of it, in the end, it could be that this person's entire life is filled with pain, with ever, without ever being relieved of that pain. Because of techelis mushacha, because of something that you want for a long time and you don't even and you don't taste any of it at all, you bechlal don't don't even touch the edge of that thing. So it could be that you say I want, I want, I want, and and uh, and and it could be that you do want, you really would like that, 
but you haven't you haven't really even in the slightest way you haven't taken steps to bring that into your life so then that could be more and more painful it's not suggesting that you stop wanting but but it could cause a person terrible aggravation there are people who are emotionally ill because of these things rak but the rebbe says here is is uh, very very much uh, it applies very much to, to what's going on to what's going on now. Rak mishiochola hafkir ula hashlich as da goisav al shah akol pan. He says <coughs> this is a, a, this is a an avoda an avoda in chasidus of hashlocha of casting off one's worries. Uh, or an avoda is called in some of the terms of hesach hadas. Usually hesach hadas is not a good thing. But I'm, when I have my tulin on, according to Allah, I can't have hesach hadas. I have to be cognizant of my tulin. There are people who go through this world that when it comes to the Bani Shalom, they don't think of it. When it comes to Yitzhiz and Sarim, they don't think of it. When it, comes to, when it comes to important things, they don't think of it. When it comes, however, to their parnasa, when it comes to their worries, to different daigas, it could be Whatever it is, they're worried about health, they're worried about Farnosa, they're worried about they're worried about the future and so on, that they that they simply are obsessed with these diets, with these worries. So the Rebbe says, Rak Only a Jew who's able to be mashlik. It doesn't mean to cure the worry. That's something else. It doesn't mean necessarily to get rid of it. Lahashlach means he says at least only a person who's able to at least for some time it could be for a half hour an hour two hours for the day to what to be mashlech to to throw off to cast away even temporarily his personal daigas his personal worries and concerns yochel gam beruchay v'nishmasai lidloig al shor only such a person can at least for the time being, for an hour, for the day, for a Kol Nidre, for a Rosh Hashanah for an hour or two. Only a person who's able for at least a short time to, to cast away these daigas, these worries that otherwise possess him, only that person is able to do what, he says, he says, with his ruach and his neshama, with his soul, for the moment, to, for the moment, to transcend, to transcend the limitations of his life, the limitations of his present life, and to, and to be able to take a flight into something much greater. Much greater than where he's holding right now in life. Now, so a person would say, what's the tachlis? Because an hour from now, I'm going to be, I'm going to be sinking back into that, into that miserable obsession, into that terrible thought. So what's the tachlis of this, of this brief flight of fancy into a, into a higher way, into a higher place? What's the, what's, what's the, what's the point? There's no tachlis to it. Because an hour from now, I know that I can't, I know that I can't prevent myself from thinking about these things for any long period of time. So, so this person is thinking. So, Rabbi, what you're saying is that I should that I should somehow try to be mashlich this daiga, this concern, this worry, this smallness, or whatever it might be. Even if it's being worried about, even if it's, 
even if it's a concern over something that's more important. But Tzavkosov, it's not allowing my heart, it's not allowing my Neshama to get anywhere. So what's the tachlis of casting this away, of throwing this away for an hour, or for two, or for 15 minutes? What's the point? So the Rebbe says, even if later on, even if even a brief time later, a person falls back into what? Into his previous matzav, into his predicament. Because he has, the Rebbe says it is Kedai. Because the person has taken this this leap and has made this effort for 15 minutes, for 20 minutes, <coughs> for 15, 20 minutes to push these thoughts aside and to and, and to leave that smallness and to take that trip in his mind to Yushalayim to whatever that is and to come to it and to come to that to the lave and nefesh that he normally doesn't that he ne- normally doesn't enter. It will, it, even though he falls afterwards back into the, back into the, into the schmutz, nevertheless, nevertheless, it, it very well might be that next time it will be easier for him. It'll become a part of his life. He'll be able, it'll become easier and easier over time for him to be able, even, even in the midst of a crazy day, to be able to focus and concentrate, even on a difficult day, but at least let's say when he's standing by davening or shmanesrei, that for this person, it could be that the next time he'll be able to, that's what he says, sometimes it will make it easier for him to return to that higher thought. To return with his entire being into that thought, into that better way of thinking. To that point that is even greater than the level he's on. He's obviously not on this level because he, he's not on this higher exalted level because most of his life, <coughs> 95%, 99%, He's uh, he's not there. He's not holding by that. So then, what's the tachlis of these uh, of these temporary flights? Well, the terrorist is yokeloi. That if the person's already tasted of that and he's delighted in the feeling of something better, and he's been there even for a little bit, so it could be that it'll be it'll make it easier to return there. It'll make it easier to get back there in the future. Uliskayimbo, and then and then as time moves on, to spend more time. In that, in that uh, higher way of feeling, in that higher way of thinking. Lo chain, however, that's not the case. Misha kolkach kosher legufai, in the life of a person who is so completely attached to his physical circumstances, he's completely, completely obsessed with the circumstances of his life. That even for an hour, he, he's not even able to be great for 10 minutes, for 15 minutes. He lives his life, every single minute of his life, he's the same small, confined, constrained person. He doesn't have these, 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 brief, these brief journeys into something that's greater than himself. But he's always, always confined. This is me. People say that. If a person that, yeah, let's say if a person that, uh, we spoke about this list just, and also in, in, in uh, a person that, that is accustomed to reacting with anger. You could even use, talk about it in terms of negative me. This a person's accustomed to reacting, uh, with anger. So, 
very often, very often, especially in a marriage or a parent, so when things don't go his way, so he'll he'll react in his usual uh, angry way, or he'll walk around the Unger blues and you know, uh, bearing a grudge and upset and makes everybody in the house miserable, and everybody has to know, you know, daddy's angry, daddy's angry, daddy's upset about something. Mommy, why is daddy upset? Why is daddy upset? In the whole family, daddy's upset. This this is what this is going to mean for us. Are we going to have supper tonight? Are we going to go on that trip? What's going to be? So. So the person, if, if you talk to that person, so the person will say, listen, this is how I am. This is how I am. You have to accept me. This is how I am. The sad thing about that is that even though, even though perhaps the people in your life have learned to accept it, the delays bright, what are they going to do? They, have, they don't have much of a choice. Even though the people have learned to accept it, the sad thing is, is that you've come to define yourself in such a way that you can't even conceive of one time not reacting that way. Like one time, we're going to see, we're going to see, not in, in Chav Gimbo and Chav Dal, one time, one time try to, try to react the way the Chav Chaim would have reacted, the way you read in that book. Try to be like that. Or that person that you look up to, that you admire, that he's, that he, that he is in such control of his, of his life. Try for 15 minutes. For 15 minutes, try to be like, try to be like that person. Says, ah, it's not me. It's not me. I am the person that, that, that that's angry, that's upset, that bears a grudge. So the Rebbe is saying is that this is a this is a very dangerous way of thinking. Those temporary flights into something to something greater, those are not inconsistent with who you are, because the essence of a Jew is holy and pure. The essence of a Jew is the Chavetz Chaim. Not not that not that idiot that loses his temper every time you know uh, somebody sat in his chair or something like that. The essence of a person is the Chavetz Chaim. Therefore, those those brief temporary flights to something better—that's a return to who you really are. That's the essence of who you are. This is something that we that we need to explore and talk about more. Just for instance, we find in Shulchan Aruch, we find in Shulchan Aruch that there's that, and the Rambam Shulchan Aruch that during the month of Elul and during a Sefer Shuv in particular, that one should try to one should try to be careful with certain things in halacha that normally he might not be careful with. And people often think, uh, and the Rambam speaks about Bechlal, being in terms of everything that you're doing, to during the time of Elul, and then particularly during a Sesame Tshuva, that a person should try to, 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 be, to, to try at least during this time to be careful. So a person thinks it's so ingenuine. People, one of the things that people are most afraid of in America is being a hypocrite. That's one of the, everybody, I'm not, I don't want to be hypocrite. I'm, I'm always a Russia. I'm always a Russia, and I don't want to be hypocritical. I don't want, you know, because a, a moment of greatness is inconsistent with who I really am. Therefore, I'm not going to be a hypocrite, and I'm going to prove myself to be this 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 uh, this um, same uh, the same dishonorable and degraded person every moment. So, what is this, what's Shulchan Aruch talking about? What's the Rambam talking about? Chshivas of 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 Aseres Meitshuva that the person should be careful when it comes, let's say, to to pass Yisrael, that even though he's not so careful with the baked goods and bread, that, he, that they should be pass Yisrael, but during this time, or with Chal Yisrael, and the Rambam speaks to give more tzedakah, what's some sort of a bribe, you give more tzedakah, and you think that you're going to buy your way into into a good year, what is the whole the whole tachlis of this, which we'll talk much more, I'm thinking maybe by Shabbat Shuvah to talk about this Indian, but what, what's the point of that of that moment of greatness? The point of the moment of greatness is that's really who you are. The fact that the fact that 99.9% of your life you might be stingy 
and you might and you might be stuffing yourself with with with, uh, with, with foods that are not on the highest level of uh, of perfection. That's in, that's really inconsistent. But the fact that you're doing that all the time is inconsistent with the essence of who you are. There's a there's a story that there's a mice that I that I told you once or more than once about the Rebbe Pinchas. There was a mice with the Rebbe Pinchas Karitz that by that by the uh, that by the Rebbe Pinchas by by Hakafis and Pastora, the Rebbe saw that there was a year there was a Jew that was standing there on the side and he wasn't dancing. He didn't want to dance. So. And the Rebbe saw that a couple of the chavr were trying to pull him in. And he doesn't want back off. He, you know, he goes once around a little bit, and then he goes on the side. He doesn't want to dance. So the Rebbe goes over to him. And he says, whatever, Yanko, what's the matter with you? Why, why, not, why aren't you in the hakafas? Why aren't you dancing? So he says, ah, Rebbe, it's, it's not for me. So he says, what are you talking about? So he says, he starts to cry, this Yanko. And he says, he says, look, Rebbe, the whole month of Elul, the whole month of Elul, so I'm thinking I got to change. I have to do this. I have to do that. You know, I had this thought, and then when it came, then Rosh Hashanah, and I went to Rosh Hashanah Hamalach, and I said, "Esmei Tshuva and Yom Kippur, Kol Nidre and Neila, Asukas Hashanah Rabba." And through all of this, through all of this, I know inside myself, Rabbi, that after Yantiv tomorrow, I'm going I'm to be doing the same stuff that I, you know, I'm going to be back to my miserable uh, life. Not in terms of going to work. I know that I'm going to be back to my affairs. So I can't. I'm just not happy. I can't. I can't. We're coming to the end of Yantiv, the Simchas Torah, and I. Can't, I just can't bring myself to feel to, to, to dance and to feel any joy. So Pinchas Kara slapped him across the face, and said this. That was by you know I told you by the Divrei Chaim that was a, by the, there certain Sadiqim that a slap across the face was a good thing. So uh, by by the Divrei I told them they used to they used to try to say outrageous things to get a slap, Tafka, because they because after that it would be it would be all kinds of brothers and children and Parnosa, so they were always everybody was trying to get 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 patched. But it wasn't so partial, it wasn't so partial to get. So so the Rebbe Pinchas Kurtz gave, gave him a, a patch and said, you know, he told him, listen. <clears throat> he says once there was a once the, there was. Um, there was a certain prison that had taken there, there were non-Jews there were going who had taken young Jewish men as prisoners Kiddua what they used to do to take ransom and to stun to, uh, to torture and 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 they were kept in this prison in this jail they were kept in their in their cells the entire week they weren't allowed to go out of the cell but but uh, on Friday for 15 minutes, they were allowed, the prisoners, the, the, the Jewish boys, were allowed to exercise and to walk a little bit in the courtyard, in the, in the courtyard of the, of the prison, under the, under the eyes of the, of the guards. So the Rebbe Pinchas Karza said that during that time, every Jewish parent, every one of the parents, the mothers and the fathers, they're not allowed to go near the wall, but they go on top of roofs and they go on top of trees and they have and they're going with binoculars to see, right? Even though the children they can't, the children don't see them, they can't wave to them or anything, but they're going to see. So Repentance Curse has said, see, it's crazy, it's almost crazy because what's the talk with in fifteen minutes, in fifteen minutes, the sun is going to be right back in the darkness. It's going to be back into the miserable cell. So what's the talkless of the fifteen of the parents? Seeing of a mother or father seeing a child walk around in, 
for 15 minutes. So Pinchas Karsis and then the Teretz is, a father and a mother know that to see a child in the sunlight for 15 minutes, it's Kedai to risk your life, even to go on top of the roof, on top of the tree, just to see my child in the sunlight for 15 minutes. So Pinchas Karsis said, you think you think the Baruch Shalom is, is any less than, than, than a, a human parent? So he says that when a Jew, even even though even though it's true that most often most people, after their moment of greatness, after that that Yom Kippur, after the moment of greatness, most people head back into the self, into the smallness, into the into the confinement of a small life and a small way of thinking. That's true. And and it could be that Yontiv is just a couple of minutes that the prisoner spends in the courtyard, exercising a little bit. In other words. That Yantiv is, Yantiv is a brief, a brief explosion of greatness, of something special. And then the child is going to go back, the Jew is going to head back into the darkness of his daily life. Afal Pichain, he says, if you, if you know that a human parent, if a, a Jewish parent would stand on, would climb up a tree, an old person would go climbing on a tree just to catch a glimpse of a child in his, in the sunlight. So don't you think the Rebbe has unbelievable nachas when he sees a Jew? Even if that Jew's sunlight is only for a few moments. Even if that clarity is only brief, even if it's short-lived, self that's my child, and he has this moment of clarity. He has this moment that's real. He has this moment that's true. So don't you think that the Rebbe has infinite nachas? So this is a mistake that this is a mistake that many many people make. And and bechlal and bechlal uh, in our generation. I think that the I think that the Rebbe couldn't the Rebbe I, I don't want to use the words couldn't have imagined because he was a Balruach Hakaidus so I'm sure the Rebbe could have imagined but I know that as I know that that 15 20 years ago I couldn't have imagined what's going to be uh, what's going to be later in life this problem of our generation I don't think that any generation with all the suffering our ancestors had it much worse they had it much much worse in terms of the physical circumstances of their lives there's no question that to a large extent, our ancestors, their lives were infinitely more difficult than us. We wouldn't, in our present way of thinking, we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't make, we wouldn't be able to survive a day. We wouldn't be able to survive a day because we can't even deal with the, the, the disappointment if we go to the bakery and our favorite Danish was sold. It's like it's already, you know, uh, it's a, you know, we have to, one has to go to therapy to deal with that. <clears throat> Let alone coming back and finding that your home has been burned or something. You know, we just, we're not, we're not, we're not. Uh, our generation is so weak. But the the real problem that we're going through right now is that that never before has there been a generation that has so much so much tiredness in Bilbulim. The tiredness, the the mind is so preoccupied with daigus because our lives have become so so much more complicated. Our lives are so more so much more complicated than our ancestors. It's true that that our ancestors had a difficult life. And and, and that was a, it was a life of schlepping. It was much more physically demanding and so on. But, you know, let's say that, 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 that there was the Zayda, the Alta Zayda, that was a milchagir, right? And his job was to deliver. He had to deliver the milk to, to a certain amount of customers, and he had, to get to the, he had to get to the farm to be able to get the milk. But if, 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 uh, when any of you will go back to the office later today and you start to take your messages... And you start to deal with the the emails and the uh, and, and and everything else that surrounds us here, and and the daigas that we have 
in, in a world that's become infinitely more complex than it was for our ancestors. They had difficult life, but the complexity of modern life is, is much, much greater. It's much greater. And because of that, one of the most, one of the most difficult things to achieve is what the Rebbe's talking about here. That a person should be able to at least for, for an hour, for the time that he's davening, for the time that he's davening, for a few minutes to be able to, to be able to tear himself away from those, from those thoughts. Even if it's not, even if they're not destructive thoughts, but from the thoughts that preoccupy, from the daigus and the bilvulim, from, from all the concerns and the worries, every time, every, you know, in general, the way that I am, I mean, this is I'm a, an obsession, I think, uh, one of the things that I inherited, and I also take, take blame for, for intensifying it. But I mean, every time a telephone rings anywhere, it, it, it rubs me the wrong way. I just, I can't stand the telephone. I find it to be an interruption to, to, to the peacefulness of, of thinking and of being with your family, of being with the safer, of being with Hashem. Although it's necessary, obviously, the telephone. But, but any time that I hear it go off in shul, even when I hear it, when I hear that, it, that a person forgot the turn off or goes off in shul, or that beeper, even if it's even if it's for a, a doctor, so I'm thinking, okay, Baruch Hashem, he's going to do a mitzvah, but it's so chaval that we just don't have that quiet anymore. We don't have that quiet. Not that just thank God we have a beeper so he can save someone's life. In the old days, the guy would just die, right? So thank God we have the beeper. And certainly for that, for somebody who's not in, in, in the medical field, that, that's that's a toss in the fashion. Every single second that, that he's holding it is, is like holding a film. There's no question about it. But Tom, if it's not that, you know, uh, uh, you know, person, if a person, a person could be standing, in, could be standing 15 feet away from the coastal and his stockbroker is calling, and he's got a, and and even if he's not calling, even if he's not calling, he could call. And and the digest that we have, the digest that we have, and because of this, the bilbulim and the tirdis, we desperately need to, we desperately need to connect to this teaching of hashlocha, of learning how, which here the Rebbe doesn't go into really the techniques of it, although it, there will be more of them in Hakshar's Avreichim. And in many places in Der HaMelech, he, he, he talks about the, this avoid of hashlocha, casting off. No matter what's going on, no matter what's going on. Now nowadays, I'm sure that any, if you would talk to you know at work, if you would say, you know, if they would catch you in one of these moments of greatness, they would say that you know you either you're fired or you're you're incompetent because it's, because somebody who is truly committed to our firm never has a hesachadas. He goes to see. He wears the firm's pajamas, has a little thing from the firm on it, and and when he gets up. When he gets up, the first thing is you know, uh, president and the uh, and the vice president, and he goes through the days not das. And when he's on vacation, and his wife and his children would like to see him really in the sunlight for a few minutes, so he's sitting there with his with, his, with one of his mashinkas and taking out papers and like this. And, he's, and even if he doesn't, his wife says, "I don't want to see any of those papers. Put, leave those papers. You're not taking any of the papers with you. You're not taking any of your machines with you." So he so he could be standing there. They're walking by a beautiful mountain, and he's he's someplace off on the horizon. She's thinking, "Oh, honey, I know you're thinking about you're thinking about you know when we were first married, and you're thinking about you must be thinking about you know that when we're going to be living in Yerushalayim." He says, "No, I'm thinking about the uh, you know the Johnson deal, <laughs> you know my client. That's what I'm thinking about off on the horizon." And a person has so much daigus and so much bilbulim 
that Yiposha can't even for a moment go out of jail. This is the biggest problem of our generation. I believe this is the biggest problem. You can't get out of jail for a minute. Not only that, if you if you do, they say they say you you know you're an idiot, you're incompetent. It's not the, you you can't be successful like that. A successful person has to be has to be constantly miserable. And it has to be continuously in that place of darkness. But if you leave prison for few, and and a person feels it's hypo, it's, it's 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 hypocritical, it's ingenuine, it's not authentic. It's dumb. It's an Irish kite. I'm not going to be this way tomorrow. I'm not going to be this way in 15 minutes. So the Baal Tanya in Lekutei Torah and Pashas Veschanim. There's a very, very important Torah there from the, from the Baal Tanya. But in general, the, you know, the, the Sheet of Chabad, the Sheet of Chabad is that it emphasizes over and over that all of a person's hergation, all of a person's emotions, one's emotions are determined by one's, by one's thoughts. Depending upon what you concentrate on, the, just like the rest of the body is is swept after is 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 um, acting based upon the mind, based upon what what you're thinking. That's how the body reacts. That's how the body reacts. So too, so too, one's entire one's entire range of emotion is established by one's machshava, by one's thoughts. Therefore, the Tanya says that if a person, for instance, he says, if a person thinks a sad thought, if a person, if a person thinks about something, thinks about it, he dwells upon something which is sad. So, very, it, it, within a moment or two, but depending upon the intensity of that and the negativity of that sad thought, the person becomes a sad person. It's not dumb. I'm a happy person with, with a sad thought. It doesn't work that way. When a person focuses on something that's depressing... He becomes depressed. He's not a happy person that's ha- that, that, that has a depressing thought, because the entire the the entire um, the the in- entire person is dragged after that machshava, after that after that thought, and, and the person becomes that. Therefore, when a person thinks and concentrates on something that is encouraging, something that's encouraging, something that's positive. So then it's not found that I'm a depressed person and I have this, this thought that's encouraging. When the person, at that time that the person is thinking about, when the tiny talks about that's focusing and concentrating and thinking deeply about something that's positive, that's a sympathetic thought, a thought of a child, a thought of something, a thought of something positive, something good, then it's not just simcha that the, that the person becomes an ish sameya. He becomes a happy person. He becomes a person that's that that's that's sameya, because everything is totally on the machshava. Therefore, therefore, what the tzaddik here is talking about, and you have to understand this: what's this business of being mashlich of throwing away my my worry, even for a short time? What's this business of this avodah that's called hesachadas to distract myself? Rabbi Nachman Breslover, this brought down from one of his talmidim, it says that Avinu sat. Beilone Mamre, right? Soon it's going to be already gracious. Beilone Mamre. So he says that and Rabbi Nachman taught that Mamre, that that's called that's the Rishatevus Machshava Ra, Machshava Acheres. Mamre. If a person has a negative thought, Rabbi Nachman said you don't fight that negative thought. You don't fight that negative thought. Machshava Ra. 
Machshav Acheres. You replaced the thought with a positive thought. What, what's the difference? What's the difference? Now you know that I've often that I've often spoken about my feelings that they, for all these uh, you know they have for those people for whom the al are not enough in the machzer they have you can get additional chaimer they have additional booklets special vidui booklets that are particularly popular with the yeshiva bachim these uh, the vidui which which will go into longer lists uh, the longer lists of the uh, I'm not talking about translating things you have to understand what you're saying that's for sure of course you have to understand but but then you have from the Shalom, from the Chidah, from Great Sadiqim, that there are categories and subcategories and sub subcategories of the subcategories of all different avayers, which I once mentioned to you that, that a friend of mine, a friend of mine was telling me that he, you know, that he was uh, that he was using in Yom Kippur one of these one of these vidui one of these vidui booklets, and he said, you know, play truth, I never even knew about that avayer, and I, I couldn't get it out of my head the whole day. It's such an interesting avayer. I mean. I never, I never even knew that such an affair existed. Is I'm, I'm just, uh, fascinating, right? So, what does that mean? What does that mean? That the, the tzaddikim says, "I'm a vidui." You have to say vidui, but you say vidui. Not interesting for a half hour on the al You know what's wrong. You say vidui. You try to, you try to focus and to fix and gemarim. Why? Because. Because the Eitzah that the Tzaddikim gave, and this is not an oldest form, I'm not saying that there, there isn't a source in the Musa's form for that way of, for that way of, uh, of davening or thinking, but that's not the Derech HaBoshamtuf. I'm not saying that maybe that for others that works. But I don't believe in our generation that, it's had, that there are too many success stories for those who are drowning in the, in the uh, Vidui booklets. I don't believe so. Personally, I don't believe so. I don't see that. Uh, it didn't do anything for me. And I told you when I came to Shul and I was, uh, when I was, uh, Bacher and I found out about this. So then we didn't have booklets. There used to be photostatic pages that were going around. And I remember when I came, I came and I had my moxer. So I stuffed this whole thing of these pages in the back of my moxer. And I remember, I remember standing there in shul. My father's looking at me. And he says, "What do you?" He thought, "Look, I, what, what you, I'm bringing some, bringing some reading." But what I, my father said, "What do you have? What, what's that in your moxer?" So I showed my father that uh, I showed my father, that, you know, with the, all these extra, these extra chets, these extra chatayim. So in his, in his Typical fashion, and my father, my father just took this to me, and he threw it on the, he threw it on the floor, on the side there, on a chair or something. He says, "Just say what it says in the moxer. If you fix what it says in the moxer, you'll have a good year." As my father said, "It'll be fine. Just fix what it says. There's, a, there's enough to be like, you know, you, you little idiot. You didn't fix one thing that, that not, not the first al chayt, and he ready. It's not enough for you. You have ready so many, so many things, so many. Just try to work on what's in the, in the moxer. It's fine. There's plenty there in the moxer to work on, right?" So, what's the eighth of the tzaddikim? What's, what's the eighth of the tzaddikim? The eighth is machshava ra, machshava acheres, to to be mashlich, not to fight with the thought, not to get deeper into it. Remember why? Because when you think about something, you become that. Because everything goes by your machshavas. So what the Rebbe is saying is, if you think about disgusting affairs and and how guilty you are and how terrible you are and how terrible you are, then that doesn't lift you out of that place. Adarava. It could take you even deeper into that place because that's because the all because the whole essence follows Yamach Shavis. Therefore the Tzaddikim was saying is that there's a, what the Rebbe's saying over here is that don't think about the thing that's being the Bible you. Take another thought, replace it with a positive thought, a good thought, something encouraging, something that's simchadik, something try to think about you know about about Yushalayim, try to think about about something 
Even what the, what the Chayzer from Lublin said, even if it's Hatzlok that you might have had in something in Parnosa, but something positive, something good, <coughs> to, to, to be Mesiyach Das from the, from the negative thing. But it doesn't mean to fight with it. I can't, I shouldn't think of this, I shouldn't think, I better not think of this. It means you have to replace the Machshava with a, with a more, with, with a more powerful Machshava, <laughs> with a more pleasing Machshava. And by the way, the Tanya explains based upon this, he says there's a, an amazing thing. Machum in Tyra, and, and the Rambam counts it as, as a lot, the Torah says, Al Yerach right? It's a, what kind of a mystery is that? The Torah says that when you go out to war, you shouldn't, your heart shouldn't become weak. You shouldn't be afraid. So Tanya asks, and that's a love. That's the Raisa. Can you imagine that? This is the Raisa. A guy standing there out in the, out in the battlefield. He's standing in the battlefield, <laughs> and he sees like, you know, 50 tanks coming, and he's thinking, I better not be over this love. You know, because I'm, I'm not allowed to be afraid. So I, I, I'm not going to think. I don't want to think of Islam. I've been not thinking of. I've been not thinking of. I'm going to be afraid. I'm going to be. You know, I'm not allowed to be afraid. It's this. So, so the time he talks about this, and the Rambam counts this as a love. And the question is, how is it possible to tell a person not to be afraid? And Sof calls Sof. He's afraid. What are you going to do? You're afraid. So the way Tanya explains by bringing the Rambam in Hilkas Malachim in the seventh parak. The way that Tanya explains that the Rambam says that the way that a person, the way that a person works on this, and the way that a person is trying to prevent himself from falling into this, into this uh, uh, problem of al yerach levavchem, of becoming weak-hearted, is is what the, the Rambam says that is by not focusing, by not concentrating, by not taking yourself into that into that place in your in your mind. There's no love if, you, if you're terrified. I mean, you can't command a person not to be afraid of being on the, on the battlefront. Uh, uh, you can't. What are you going to do? The guy's, the guy's, he's afraid. And, the, and according to the Rambam, the way the time you learn shot, that's not the love. That's not the, that's not the Avera. If the person is all of a sudden, he sees something, he sees the enemy and, and, and he becomes, he becomes terrified. That's not the love. What's the love? The love is, you're, even, even when you're not there right now, you're, 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 you're in the barracks. Of a tracht, the tracht, the tracht. You're thinking, you're thinking, and concentrating, and and your your mind is on the milcham, is on that, and you don't make any effort. You don't make any effort to to go beyond that in your thinking. Then then that is already that is the way that a person is is violating that love, because a person self self does have free choice. Not at the moment to be frightened. That that's something that's not necessarily your choice. But you do have when you're lying down in bed or when you're sitting at your table, you do have the free choice and you do have the kaiches and nefesh to take to take hold of your thoughts and to take them to a different place. To be mashla, to get rid of the, to get rid of that of that frightening thought, to get rid of that negative thought, even if it's even if it's temporarily, even if it's for a moment. So let's go back. So he says, Lo chayin. But that person who, who can't even throw away that thought, <clears throat> can't throw away his worries, can't throw away his worries even for a brief time, he says, It's very, very hard for such a person ever to come to a, a, a place that's higher than where he is. It's very hard for him. The person who does that, who's able to do that, even though he sinks back into the problem, he sinks back into the thing. But at least he, at least he's been to that place, and he's able then, over time, he's able to take, you know, he gets a frequent flyer, uh, he gets he gets miles, 
and he's able to get back there, and it comes easier. It comes easier. The tzaddikim on the turn of a dime. A tzaddik is, you know, <clears throat> that this person who who always is consumed by his daigus and and that's and feels that even if I were to for a moment try not to think of it, even if I was standing there during davening and have nothing in my life except the words of the siddur, nothing in my life except the words that are in front of me, or when he's sitting to learn. For, for most of, for most of you to be able to squeeze out a couple of minutes learning a day is an unbelievable accomplishment. It's very very hard because of the responsibilities and the daigus and so on. But isn't it chaval if you have an hour a day, if you're, if you're even more fortunate, you have two hours a day to try to learn? Isn't it, isn't it unfortunate if, if during that time you're not you're not really able to concentrate? Why? Because you have you have haunting you. So you're trying to learn the pshat and the gemara, and and you tell yichavusa, I don't know, I don't get it. Yichavusa yichavusa doesn't <coughs> understand. He thought you're you know somewhat of a bright fellow, and he's been saying this, he's been saying pshat over, he's been trying to learn it with you for a half hour. And he sees that you don't have Tysus. Of course you have the ability to understand Tysus, but you're not in Tysus. So you're just not there. You're not in Tysus. You remember, remember I told you, last year, two years ago, I mentioned to you that, that Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, Alei Eli Hahara, come up the mountain, right? Come up Hasinai, what? The Hayesham, and be there. So the Tadikim is, why does it say the Hayesham? It says, come up the mountain, come to me. So what does it have to say, Hayesham, and be there? So, so the Tzaddikim say, because very often a person is davening, is, he's learning, he's doing a mitzvah, but he's not really there. You could be sitting, you could be sitting with uh, one of the things, and I don't know if this ever happened to you, but like when I'm reading a story to, to, one of the, to one of the children, so, and I'm very, very tired. Did this ever happen to you that you're, you're not really there? So, like, I thought, I thought the kid is waiting to hear what's going to happen to Cinderella or something. And I start talking about like uh, that tomorrow. I got to talk to uh, to Moshe Kapoya about that. And I start like uh, drifting off and saying, and then 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 the kids looking at you, you know. <laughs> I, I don't I don't I you know I heard this story before. I don't remember this. Uh, <laughs> mommy doesn't say it this way. Like I don't I don't I don't get it. You know, and you're talking about some crazy. Just like you're not it. You're not there. Ve'yeshem. The Rebbe says you have an hour a day to learn. Ve'yeshem. You have ten minutes with your child. Ve'yeshem. It should be in Gantzim. It should be a full ten minutes. It should be ten minutes that you, where everything else is thrown off. A person makes a cheshbon. He says, "I spent with my child this week. Woo-hoo. I spent four hours. With my, you, know, you weren't with your child. By the Rebbeinu Shalom, that was four seconds, maybe. Because why? Because you clocked in. Because you could show on the cheshbon that I spent this amount of time with my children. But if you're not with them at the Shabbos table, how many people at the Shabbos table? The bechlal not there. The bechlal, but the kogel did it. Oh, but the kogel is v'hayeshav, right?" <clears throat> And by the Chanto, the Hayesha. But, but when it comes to Advartaira, it says in the parish, Brazil's brother Kim, the Chavez. So, a person's not there. His portion's not there. It's the Hayesha. In order to be there, in order to be in that Amloch of Hayesha, the person has to be able to be Mashlich to throw away the Daigas and, and those things that are there, especially Shabbos, the whole avoid of Shabbos. If you come into Shabbos, if you come into if you come to Shabbos with everything from the week, so then it's not a, what kind of Shabbos is it? It's not bechlal not a Shabbos, not for you, not for your family. It's bechlal not a Shabbos. Other rabbi, it could be that Shabbos is more frustrating than any other day of the week. Is during the week I can make I can call the guy. During the week I can take care of this thing. During the week uh, I'm. In, 
terrible, terrible sorrows in life, unspeakable sorrows. And one thing about him, from the time that he was a kid, we grew up together, from the time that we were little kids, he had terrible, terrible sorrows. It was like one thing after the other. And one thing was, oh, and during the week, it was, it was terrible. But one thing is that when it would come to Friday night and Shabbos, Ad Hayyim, he's a different person. Friday night and Shabbos, the Simcha, and the, uh, and the, uh, uh, just the, 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 uh, the entire, his entire attitude was different. That he was able to come to that place on Shabbos to throw away the daigas, to throw away. And I saw this by, by my relatives in Yushalayim. They're not alive anymore. This, my father had, my father's cousin in particular was, was an unbelievable sadekas, this woman. They lived in such poverty. Such poverty. I used to feel bad when I went, even though I loved going there for Shabbos and I was a bach when I was in Yeshiva, I loved going there, but I knew that, 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 that when I would eat something it was on the cheshven of, of, of what they were going to have, you know? That, they were so poor. And they had such a hard life. They had a little makolet. A little makolet in Sanhedrin, not uh, Sanhedrin Rochevis. In the old Sanhedrin, they had a little makolet and, uh, I never saw anybody give him any money. It was always to write it down. And he had a bichel. He had a book that was he had a book that was that was from uh, after the Mulchami, after World War Two, uh, a, a notebook. <laughs> Who paid what? I never saw anybody give the guy money. I never saw anybody give him any money. And 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 they had also difficulties with children, a lot of daigas. But I loved being there Shabbos. I loved being there Shabbos in America. You can go into you can go into a home if somebody has a palace on the beachfront. And he's got 14 rooms, and he's got uh, three studies, and he's got central air conditioning, a tennis court, he's got basketball courts, ta'alas. And you're sitting with him at a Shabbos table, and he's mitzumsum, he's this big. But my cousins, I went into their horrible little shack that they lived in. Friday night, I used to love going to Shabbos, because it was like being by Shlomo Melo's palace. That's what it felt like being there. The simcha, the zmiras, the tyra. The, the, the laughter, the laughter, the alive. This is this is what was in that apartment, in that little place, and the shear. I would go with, I would go with my cousin to the shear. Shabbos morning, with big balim yisivus nefesh. Shabbos morning, his shear was at, at five thirty. Shabbos morning, he went to a shear. The whole week he was working like a dog. Shabbos, and they only and my and my and, and my cousin, she only had one Shabbos dress, one Shabbos dress, right? That's it. But when she would wear that Shabbos dress, she was like a queen, and she felt like a queen. Now you have women that you that they they, they can have a, a a wardrobe bigger than Hillary Clinton. They could have such a wardrobe bigger than what was the name from the Philippines that they found like she had five thousand shoes marked. It's crazy. The whole the whole country is dying, and he gave me the you know it's crazy. His shoes and the All right, so the, so now you can have a, a woman could have she could have such a wardrobe. She has a credit card. She can she can go. She can she buys what she wants. And no matter what she has on, she still can't become that princess. She can't become that queen. She can't feel any godless anefish or malchus. She's still stuck in smallness. The, <coughs> This is the avoid of hashlocha, of a person for the moment being great, for Shabbos being great, 
for Kol Nidra being great. And not, th- and not to think, ah, I wasn't great before this moment, I'm not going to be great after this moment, because then Repinchus Karasa gives you a slap on the face. What's the matter with you? you? Right this moment you can be, and this moment you should be. And when you make a bracha, every single one of us should try, at least, at least once during the day, once during the day, that the bracha shouldn't be just, that the bracha should, one bracha during the day. That a person, there's a friend of mine, some of you know him, that when he that uh, that he he loves the Asher Yotzer, it's his favorite bracha. It's a beautiful bracha, but you know I've told him on occasion like he'll stand outside the bathroom, Asher Yotzer is Adam Bechachma. He loves that bracha like the whole, you know, like yeah, everybody passes by knows that the guy just went to the base of Pisa, <laughs> and he walks you know then up and down the hall, but you know what? You know what? It's good. A person has to. A person has to take each day. Every one of us, one bracha, a shahakel, a very prayer Make that bracha count. Make it something. Be be great. You know, if we would think about the brachas that we make, the brachas that we make, if we would think about it, there was the, there was a tzaddik of Moshe Kibrina. and there was a ma'aseh by Moshe Kibrina that there was a certain chassid that was having. A, one of the young chassidim was having a lot of problems. And uh, and he tried to get into the Rebbe for a while. He couldn't get in. There were a lot of people. The kids, so he finally got to get. To, he finally got to see the Rebbe. So he stands there, and it, this is his moment to go into the tzaddik. And and uh, mm-hmm. Moshe Kabrina doesn't let him in. He he stops him. And Moshe Kabrina takes a glass of water and he says, "Bracha to Hashem." He makes a bracha and he drinks some water. And then the young man comes in. And he, and he starts to say, I have this problem with Parnos and that problem with Shaduchim, whatever it is. So, so the Rebbe Moshe says, Ah, your father, Allah Shalom, he was he was a Jew. He was really a Jew. So the so the so the boy says, the young man says, Why, Rebbe? What do you mean? I'm not a Jew. He says, No, of course you're a Jew. He says, But I want to tell you something. Your father is really a Jew because he used to come to me with with ten thousand more daigas than you have, more problems. And he would come to the door, and I would say. <coughs> That everything in the world of Baruch Hashem is a taklitz shahakol niyabidvaro. I would say those words, and then your father would feel better and would go home. He didn't have to bother me. He didn't have to talk. He would hear shahakol and he would go home. That was the end of it. That was the whole thing. That was the whole thing. One shahakol. If a person really, really is there, both the shahakol niyabidvaro. And what would the children? If the children would hear us, we want. We always say, "Did you make a bracha? You make a bracha. We make the kids crazy. You make a bracha. You make a bracha. I didn't hear make a bracha." You put that in, you didn't make a bracha, right? I caught you. You didn't you didn't make a bracha. So so the eight rabbi says you know, the eight says with children and with grandchildren, they should hear us make our brachas. And they should see that a bracha means something to us. And if ourselves and our wives, if we would make the brachas the kavana and we would say the brachas out loud, then we wouldn't have to give so many Muslims to the children. And they would say the brachas. If it, how come you didn't daven? Did you daven? You didn't say. I didn't see you say. I didn't say you say this. You didn't say that. How come Shmuel was so fast? If we would, if we would take those moments, and there would be moments of Hayesham, of being there, then the children would be able to also go to that place. They would also be able to go to that place. But the this is this is this is the avoid of our generation. Chav Gimel. This comes back to what the Rebbe was saying before. He says, Chukin, to have a yearning, to have a longing, Kisufen, good rots and goodwill, to want something good, which we were talking about, 
in Chafalif, to want something good. He says, It's good. Coming back to what he was saying. Only if you work with that chukah, you have, you have a desire for something greater. If you work with that chukah, if you work with that desire, if you do something, even if, even if you work with it only a little bit, but it, it changes you a little bit. Something you're able to get out of it. That shuka, that longing, that shuka. So let's say a person, a person wants to be able to have more time this year to learn. I want to have, put more time aside for learning. And he has this rotson. He has to act upon it. Even if it turns out to be another half hour a day, 15 minutes a day. But not just to go right the whole year again. I really, you know, I, I wish I could, I want to, I should have, I could have, I would have, and I've only I can, and so on. So the Rebbe says, Vim love, if you're not, if you don't bring out something of that, if you don't bring something out of that, of that rotson, of that desire, noilad bekar of heish, then what, what, what happens inside that person, what it develops in that person, gam below yidiyoso, even though he doesn't realize it, you know, he wasn't aware that this is happening. But what happens though is min yeyush. A certain amount of despair begins to set in. He begins to, a, a despair, a depression can make its way into this person's life. Why? And it's not only with Avaitis Hashem, it's with other things too, even in this world. Even in this world that you're, you, you, a person is thinking and he has a rodson to a certain business thing and he's thinking about it for 15 years and he doesn't do anything. It brings eventually to a person who gets sebrachim. Laimer, why? What's this? What's this subtle uh, depression that begins to that begins to creep into his into his mind? Laimer, Person's thinking, you know, you know how many years I've wanted to do this, and it, it hasn't worked out. It never works out. Muchlat ani I am stuck and set in my loneliness. Nimichus, to be namuch, means low. I'm stuck here. For so many years, I've wanted to, be, to get out of this. And I, I, it never works. That's why it's so important that a person at least makes one, if you at least a little step out. A little step. Even if it's the 15 minutes of learning, or if it's from a certain Indian and a Veira, just, just a little bit. Otherwise the person, otherwise the person becomes convinced that this is who I am. I, I am a namuch. I am a low person. I am stuck. So then what comes out is not only did he not gain from the rots and from the chuka, from wanting and from desiring something better, not only did he not gain by that rots but as I said before, it could even be that this person on some level is going to become depressed because an unfulfilled longing, as it says in Pasuk, an unfulfilled longing, it causes a pain in the heart. It brings a pain in the heart. And the person begins to see himself as a loser. And it's not true he's not a loser. He just never really tried it. He never really tried it. I had this conversation with one of my children. There's one of my children doesn't doesn't really enjoy reading. Doesn't enjoy reading. The other ones read all the time. This one she doesn't enjoy. And, uh, you know, she was sitting around one day. She had nothing to do. You know, a child, child's on board, on board, on board. So I said, why don't you read? We have a thousand books. Read something, a nice story or something. You'll enjoy it. She said, I, 
I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a reader. So I said, oh, you're not a reader. Well, shine. That's it. You finished already? 14 years old? 13? I don't know. I'm not sure. 13 or 14. <laughs> I'm not a reader. I am not a reader. So I said, how do you know that you're not a reader? She says, you know, I, I look at the, I read a little bit, I read a page or two, and I, and I, so I said to sweetheart, you never even tried. You never, you don't, you don't know what it means. You didn't try. And if you try and you apply your way through something, you know, simple and sweet, and I said, to read, you know, this is such a Valdiga thing. You could be, you could, it could be a boring day and you're stuck someplace and there's nobody, nothing to do, and all of a sudden you could be in the Middle Ages and you could be in the, in the, you know, in this place, in this time, you could be in, in Svas, you could be in Tver, you know, you could, a story, you know, you could, you could enjoy it so much. You're, de- you're depriving yourself of so much Hana. If you would, but I can't. And over and over, now I'm not a reader, now I can't, I can't. So I said, you can. It's just that you haven't tried. If a person goes with that negative thought, I can't, I'm not, so over time you get depressed. And, and, and she's told me that she, w- she would like to. So I said, you want to read? She said, well, sure I want to because I know that, I see that all my sisters and my brother, I see that they, that they, that they love reading and they'll sit there with for hours and hours reading. I would like, so I, so I said, so then start doing it, even if it's a small book. Start, start doing it. Make that effort to begin. But if a person is just Ritzainis, then it's cave life. Then it, then it breaks the heart. Over time, you just see yourself as being a Lysel. I'm not a reader. I'm not a davener. I'm good at other things. I'm good at other things. This Tyre, this Avoid, this Mishasadim. Tyre is not much. Avoid is not much. I try to give some Sadaka. You know how many people have told this to me? I, I, I had this conversation with so many people. Why don't you try this year to learn a little bit more? Yeah. What do you mean? What does that mean? What do you, what do you, what do you mean you're not going to, why can't you learn more? No, he says, that's not my, my, you know, it's not my thing really, uh, you know, stuck, I'm, I, I, you know, I tried stuck. Not learning, not diving, stuck, you know, it's not stuck, it's how some of us, but that's not, but that's, but that's so unfair to oneself. It's simply not true. How do you know? Rabbi, you know how many years I, I, I wanted to, I really wanted to, I, you wanted to. Uh, now you stopped wanting. You never really, you never really did, you never really act, how much did you act upon that? So a person invariably will say, when I was 19, I had a chavrusa, you know, didn't work out, or something like that. Some crazy story, like, from 40 years ago. Like, you know, his chavrusa didn't work out. Or he had a rebbe that, you know, hey, rebbe that insulted him or something. And that's it. He's finished. Gemarno, the whole, the whole, Bavli, Yushalmi, everything's done. Rambam, Shulchanach. Why? Because the Rebbe, the Rebbe once said that, you know, once said something I didn't like, or I had a bad experience with my chavrusa, or whatever. It's crazy. But this is why we go like this from year to year. But if a person acts upon the Rotson, even a little bit, to push forward the Rotson, so then, obviously we understand that that's the greatest incentive, and that's the greatest chizik that the person has to see that, that, that he can, and that something is starting. And Mimela from that, he builds it up, it develops, it develops and grows until, until he turns around and he sees that he's altogether a different person. He's the person that he really wanted to be, but he never had the courage and never had that conviction to, to actually work on. Sakharish Baruch should help us that we should not only want the right things, especially during the time of Elul, that we should not only want the right things, but we should begin to work towards those goals and to be Zaykh Mr. Shem for Chuba Shlaiman for the Gula Shlaiman.